Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhogs Titans podcast. Today, I'm honoured to be joined all the way from Australia by Keith Cowan, the co-founder of Abode. Keith, how are you? Well, I'm well, and good day to everyone out there. And I can see Leo is wanting to be in Sydney. Um, <laughs> For it, today it's not like that. Today we're a bit wet and wild down here. Oh no! In my in my mind, Keith, Sydney doesn't have days like that. It's forever summer. So for anyone who's, not, <laughs> for anyone who's just listening and not watching, working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For anyone who's yeah. listening and not watching, we I've got a picture of the Harbour Bridge behind me. Keith, have I hit your part of Sydney correct? Is that is that your view on things? Well, that's not my view currently. I live in the inner west in Ashfield, for those that know, and uh, near Leichhardt. I'm probably uh, 15 minutes from the city, not far. But I did live in the city for 20 years, right in the CBD near the Botanic Gardens, and exactly that view that you have right there. Lovely. (laughs) Well, it's a beautiful city. Um, When we've we've spoken in the past, I've talked to you about how much I I absolutely love Sydney. But I guess right now it's not not the funnest place to be because you guys are locked down again. I'm really sorry to hear that. Yes, that's why you have me at home, all locked up with COVID hair and all. So I haven't (laughs) had a haircut for two months and it could be another two months, we're told. But uh, (laughs) look, uh, our way out is vaccination, as you all probably know over there and uh, we're getting on with it um we've hit six million in sydney uh we'll be at 70 percent by the end of october so we're confident that vaccinated travel is coming and coming very soon so you will be seeing far more australians over there so get ready well we can't wait for that because we missed them um and it's been extremely it's been they add so much to the tapestry especially in london where i live it's uh, it's definitely beneficial to have australians around certainly means that the bars make enough money to keep going um so the quicker the quicker you guys are allowed to travel the better i think yeah no no we i miss traveling i mean i'm a i'm a constant traveler and you know that's part of the reason i ended up in vacation rentals because i stopped staying in hotels or 15 15 years ago easily um and have been staying in various vacation rentals and and the like and not hotel rooms and uh working as i travel um, so this past two years has been very tough on me. So I'm looking to, yeah. to getting back out there and roaming the world. And and now with Abode that we we started, uh, well, we sat down in 2017, November 2017, sent the website live in April 2018. And and we had a vision and it was um, like everyone, it was all going gangbusters and we were on a roll and uh, we got hit with this COVID uh, curveball. So yeah, but we're still here and we're still kicking, and uh, and and we're very pleased with that. It's been the perfect segment of the industry to be in during this COVID. Well, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. I do. I do. I think it's not been great for anyone, but this is particularly, um, you know, the best area to to, to be in within. Um, yes, uh, travel. Right. I mean, I've been in travel all my life, and I've been a retail travel agent. I've been a wholesaler. You know, um, selling airlines, selling hotels, distributing products in all various ways. And I would have been out of job. And any other job I'd had or a business I'd had in the past, I wouldn't be here. So vacation rentals has just been very a perfect opportunity. But it was part of what we saw, that it was a local business. It was a local experience everywhere you go. And it was very personalised. And, and that's where we were heading and are heading with a boat. 
Lovely. And I agree with you. I think supply definitely is best is best executed when it's really focused on its local area. For those that don't know, um, those that haven't heard of Abode, can you give us um, can you give us a brief overview? And then, yeah, sure. Tell us tell us a bit more about how how you how you got into it. Oh, well, gosh, you know, Abode, I mean, I, I guess I'm living we're living in it constantly more so. But I think the vision with Abode was being travel industry professionals that my business partner and I are, um, we needed to, we knew we needed a niche um, and talking to friends and, and colleagues in the industry, this um, Airbnb, of course, happened. I mean, I existed before Airbnb and Airbnb created this whole new market, which is fantastic. But as Airbnb has grown, it, it was morphing into the same old, same old of controlling distribution and gouging. And this is something we've experienced with airlines, with hotel chains, you name it. Um, once you, a distributor gets hold of you, it's very hard to get from under their grasp. So we thought we could create a platform, <clears throat> being that the internet is open and we'd had a lot of experience in distributing online and marketing and these things. And we thought we could put those skills to work uh, for the property managers that we knew so we started off with 300 property managers to create a marketing platform where they could distribute and pay no commission. And they could be assured, one, the property managers, all the properties on there had been vetted and were of equal standard. And that created for our customers and our guests confidence that they come to a vote, they've got some guarantees of quality and verification. So it's taken a while, but from those initial 300, we quickly grew to about 10,000 wow. across Australia and New Zealand. Now, we are not managing properties. We are, if you like, an OTA, but we're a, we're a specific marketing tool for vacation rental property managers and owners. And there's a lot of owners out there, <clears throat> individual owners, that don't understand the internet and how effective it can be in finding that perfect guest. Mm. Because they all, <clears throat> all the owners I speak to, they want to bet who's going to stay at their pride and joy. Yeah. And that's important. They're offering a real experience. They want someone who's going to be worthy of that experience, if you like. And uh, so the internet allows us to do that. That's our philosophy. Um, and if you, you're on all those other big billboards, Airbnb included now, um, it's like putting an ad in the, <laughs> and this probably dates me, but puts an ad in the, the old yellow pages <laughs> and you can make the phone ring a hundred times in the day yeah. and you might get one booking from it. Same with the internet. You can make it click and you can have all these inquiries come in, but are they any value? It's very yeah. time consuming. So we just go, well, <laughs> if you can get, 10 phone calls and one booking, or if you can get five phone calls and one booking, it's a similar philosophy online. So that's where, we're, where we've started. And, of course, now we're building out a lot of other services. Amazing. That. Yeah. And I think what I always love about talking, talking to you is the fact that you are from the industry, you're an industry professional, and it seems to me you've built a tool, uh, built a website that, that really caters for... Um, industry suppliers, you know, it's, it, it's built with them in mind, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, 
I probably just because of COVID wasn't my plan to. <laughs> Sorry mm -hmm. to the property managers out there, but I've probably spoken to 700 over the last 18 months. And we're not talking high, you know, blah, blah, you know, real conversations of yeah. what is bothering them, what's their wish list. And I keep hearing, oh, I just wish I could get quality guests. You know, I'd make more money because they respect the place. I don't have to clean it as much. They'd want a guest like me that leaves the house as if it's my home, you know, um, and, that, and that love given to it. So when they come in, they've hardly got to clean up. So that's what I had as thinking. We need this guest finding um, website because Airbnb or booking.com or Expedia, you can list there, good on you, but you're in a forest and it's very hard. And they don't do anything for you. They're just happy to have you listing. Yeah. I mean, when you're working at um, Expedia and booking.com <clears throat> and wholesalers like that, I mean, my job back in the day was to get hotels for a, uh, a wholesaler. So they didn't really care about the quality or the contracts I got. It was, how many did you get this week, Keith? Yeah. You know, did you get 100? Did you get 1,000? And that was the bragging rights around the office. Um, so we wanted to be a bit more individual and a bit more caring, even though we had 10,000. Our marketing was focused on the individual property, per property. That's why we have, we've built it as a SaaS marketing business model. Fantastic. Well, look, I love it. And, and how, have you seen, how have you seen the type of guest change during COVID? I assume it's now much more local, local travel. Oh, absolutely. Um, look, I mean, obviously, it's all within three or four hours drive time of Sydney. Um, in our, if I'm sitting in Sydney, but any major city around Australia. And when our borders were open, you know, uh, people would travel interstate, um, but it was that local getting out. Uh, they wouldn't normally do it. And they'd go for three or four nights, but also we had a significant amount of bookings and still do, where they booked for 30 nights because they're working from home. Yeah. I've done it. I went down to Hobart, Tasmania, I have family there, and I worked down there for a month. Yeah. So when I did off the phone, I could step out into something different. So that's, that's been really interesting, seeing that evolution, people taking their families away and they can still work. So it's been fantastic. But also they're discovering places that they've never been to before. All of a sudden you can't, you can't get in at Dubbo if anyone wants to look that up. Um, places you wouldn't think to go to, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's very interesting. But, it's very interesting. You know, yeah, but it's, but it's actually opening up people's eyes that you don't need to always go to the Opera House or the Harbour Bridge um, or, you know, or if you're in London. You know, I, I've been to London plenty of times, hundreds of times. And it, I think it took me three years before I saw the Tower Bridge <laughs> <laughs> to go down there and go to the Tower and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. there's, there's so many other areas you can explore in, in places. And if you're staying more local out in the suburb, you get to do that. I think that's right. Two interesting trends there that you've, you've, you've highlighted yeah. that I think are definitely true in Europe as well. So yes. 
you know, I talk about this a lot on, on the pod. So apologies, regular listeners, because I'm always waxing lyrical about this. But you know, the the longer the longer guest who now is a digital nomad or or just you know. I've, I booked a two week holiday and actually I'm now going to be away for a month. So I get two weeks with my kids and then two weeks yeah. where I go and work from the office while the kid, well, the office bedroom in the property and the yeah. kids are jumping in the pool. It's, it's here and it's, and it, and it won't reverse. And I, and I do think it's the same with, I think that's here to stay. And then I think this idea of people exploring their local areas, you know, myself included, I've been to places on holiday the last two years that I never would have gone to, you know, never unless there was a wedding or some reason to go. And you know, in, in the most part, I've loved it, although the we- the weather's awful, but in the most part, I've loved it. And um, yeah. there, is, there, there, there is that discovery. And I think potentially that trend is here to stay because we're all being told that we, we fly too much and we know we've got to mm. improve got to improve things for the planet and as such i think people are going to be creative about where they holiday and and, and look and look to the experience locally as well yeah and it's, it's interesting you bring up the environment because that is top of mind with climate change and before covid hit um you know that's the other advantage of uh, the vacation rental segment is that they can be greener and more proactive in what they do a big hotel once it's built it's there they, yeah. they can't necessarily turn that ship around, whereas the owners can put on some solar panels, put some rainwater tanks in, and, you know, they can do things that are very eco-friendly, which um, people really want to see. Um, yeah. And it adds to the experience of staying there, that they're using uh, natural gas made from the chickens or something. Um, yeah. Well, not the actual chickens, you know, they're excretions. Yeah. Um, so it, it is interesting how it goes. Do you have a... Uh, a search criteria for eco states. I'm sure it's coming, right? Like the consumer is going to start asking. Going to start asking. Yeah. That. Oh, it is, and and we will be having that. We're we're doing a lot of work in the back end, which is another great thing with um with COVID. So we're we're enhancing a lot of our search functions. So yes, um, yeah. we will be looking for those extra friendly friendly stays. So and people do choose on that. You know, um, they'll choose one over another um so it is important as well as obviously cleanliness and and the look and feel of the place and and that's part of what abode we do like we have a lot of properties in our pipeline that will never get onto abode so we're not saying we're going to have one million properties we'll be happy with a good solid you know in our region maybe a hundred thousand because there are a million vacation rental properties in the southeast asia australia pacific area yeah. So that's New Zealand, Australia in the main, but, you know, Thailand, Vietnam, Bali and all of that. Now, they're all not going to come back the same. We know that. So with vaccinated travel, we're going to be able to offer some really quality stays and some really quality experiences where I don't think people are going to want to hop as much, you know, like do they go to Asia and they might go to six different countries in two weeks. I think that, will, that will, is gone. They will go to one place and really get in-depth there. So they'll need some quality accommodation to do that. Yeah, and that's what we want. We just want the quality, if you like. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think I think that's probably right, because I think you're, the uh, culturally it won't be acceptable to take that many flights in a short amount of time. So people will just want to yeah. deep dive in and say, well, I'll really get value for experience while I'm here and, and, and see everything yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and be a part of the local the local culture more than just staying in a a 500-room resort, um, you know, fly and flop um, is maybe not going to be about as much. That'll come back and, you know, I don't know when, five years. 
um, once all this vaccines is out there, because obviously a lot of countries are going to take quite a while to catch up to where Europe is, where Australia is, and where USA are at with vaccines. So um, it's going to be interesting how the world of travel is going to evolve over this next 10 years, because we've not seen anything like it, trust me, nothing. I lived through SARS. I travelled through SARS. They took my temperature. We all kept our distance. We didn't really wear masks. I think we were meant to, but we didn't. So it didn't stop, but we were more cautious. Um, and maybe with COVID, that's, there's going to be similar, uh, maybe not quite ready to go to that country because of COVID. Good I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that, yeah, basically what you're saying, you know, COVID was a series of, of, of global events all at the same time all over the world. Mm. Um, mm. Which, which has completely changed people's thinking around where's safe to book just from a will it be cancelled perspective yeah. Um, yeah. with places going in and out. But also, do I want to be there? You know, do, do I want to expose myself and my family to, to being in a crowded market when I could be on a deserted beach? So it's, a, it's really interesting what, what's seen as um, an aspirational holiday now because I think a lot of what goes on in travel is it is it's it, – it's aspirational. So you go and stay somewhere that's nicer and more interesting than the house you live in at home, right? Um, well, I'm a bit worried because everyone's going to be doing what I've been doing for the last 20 years. So <laughs> it was my big secret. I didn't want to tell anyone about this. <laughs> and now they're all going to be going, oh, I'll be going, oh, for God's sake. You know? <laughs> you know, so, but, you know, if they're the right people, then uh, they're more than welcome. But I, I look, and that was part of our philosophy. We just wanted to, we knew as travel agents, as a retail travel agent, you know, people walk through your door and you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to get a bus ticket down to Melbourne for 50 bucks or they're going to be doing around the world business class. And you had to pretty quickly assess them. And you can't do it on look. You can't never judge because until you ask them certain questions, you don't know what you're going to get. But after 30 seconds, you go, Oh, all right, you're just the Greyhound bus stand of Melbourne. Yep, see you, mate. Boom. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're doing the round the world. Oh, this is interesting. Now, it's not about prices. That You're interested in experiences and what you're going to do when you get to these places. And that's what you loved as a travel agent. You could guide them and make money. Well, I, I love the fact that you've taken that philosophy in and brought it into abode, you know, and see yourself as mm -hmm. really finding that guest for the property managers, being, being that agent for them. Yes, and I think that's that's where we come from. So that's what we do. But also, we don't want to be because I I spend a lot of the time as a product manager negotiating uh, twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent commissions, overrides, all sorts of things I used to do in wholesaling. That I still have a bit of guilt factor getting allocations. There was all sorts of things that you had to navigate um, to distribute and. You, could, you couldn't take any sympathy on the provider, the, the person that owned the cottage or owned the hotel. It's like, I just need that 35%. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So yeah. it was a really, you know, you're in a leveraged position. So we've taken the philosophy that our commission is zero on, on our month-to-month -month payment plan. Uh, and, but that includes our marketing and, and our quality website. So we feel that we've got a good value product for property managers. Well, I agree. I, 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 think, I think it's fantastic. Tell me, you're obviously an enthusiast for the industry. What, what do you love most about vacation rental? Oh, look, I think it's just the characters you get on the phone. You know, um, some of the owners, <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get. You get some are really slick and 
you know, they're obviously hospitality, five-star professionals, and it's fantastic. You know, they're, they're worrying about how the napkins are folded or what the colour of the lighting is going to be, and that's fantastic. And then you get the other characters and going, oh, yeah, you know, look, we had this spare house down there and we thought we'd get a few people in and, and take them out on the boat sometimes. You know, and they want to really host it but not get in their face. And, um, and then you say, oh, what do you actually do for a real job? Oh, we own the vineyards and, you know, we own the forests around here. We're a commercial logger. You know, there's some really interesting people there. This is sort of like their hobby and they're yeah. beautiful properties, you know, some of them, ridiculous. And, but they're, they're wanting people to come in and experience too and meet people. But at the same time, you know, they've got these really serious corporate commercial jobs going on. And you don't know that. You're talking to the point of view of, oh, well, we're going to send some people to stay in your house. And then you get talking to them and they're, they're a psychiatrist or a neurosurgeon or they, they own all these vineyards. And it's just incredible the variety of people you meet as owners and the property managers. There's just... The stories that they give you and the, the laughs that you have is, is just fantastic. And that's travel, but I, that's what I love. Yeah, that is travel. It's about meeting people, isn't it? And enriching your enriching your, yeah. your your view on the world. I think that's a really, really good answer. You're right. There's some great personalities in there. And like you say, people who are doing it, not as their mainstay, not as their main job, but actually just a few cottages on the side. So much of the industry is powered by the small supplier. It's not, it's not, not always the big supplier. Yeah, and so they're not as... Um, they're not as tuned in or tapped in to all the nuances of should I be on this website or that website? And so they want to be somewhere where they feel as though they're, they're a part of something. And that's something else that we've been able to build here with Abode. That, you know, they, they feel, oh, I'm on Abode. And so we know that when we send someone to them or if there is a problem, you know, nothing's perfect, you know, there can be good conversations to resolve it. And that's important. Amazing. Tell me. Yeah. You work hard, you, you, you travel extensively, so you're so mm. involved in your industry and your craft. What, how do you switch off from it? What do you do to relax? Oh, goodness. I guess many things. I mean, food. I mean, probably yeah. COVID belly. Um, <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I love wine. Um, I'm, a, I'm, you know, not, not, you know, but quality. Uh, uh, you know, so I actually... Um, uh, I, I'm not going to give them the brand, um, I think, but I, I joined a frequent flyer club and their wine club, and uh, I've already earned myself a around-the-world trip and, and points on the wine. Oh, wow. again. So <laughs> 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 not that it was all for me. I shared with family and friends, and I think <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I relax, is with family yeah. and friends or a good Netflix binge, you know, I think same as everyone. Um, I think that's it. I, yeah. I mean, look, I've been working and living remotely for a long time. So when I close this computer, I'm, that's it. It's done, mm -hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll move on to what I'm doing in my own home. So I, I have that separation from work. I've been used to my work being on the computer near me. I've been in Starbucks and McDonald's around the world getting free internet, having trying to have meetings and do things, <laughs> been some amazing, funny situations but uh you know always at the wrong moment an ambulance or a police or something goes past and it's like yeah no no i'm not in the office at the moment you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's a bit hard to remain professional but and of course back then they, they didn't see as professional if you were out wandering about 
you know, working remotely in a cafe or whatever. They just thought you were being lazy. And, but True. It was, Very yeah. true. Culturally, it's changed, hasn't it? Now it's completely acceptable. More than acceptable, it, it's aspirational. Um, yeah. Keith, I, I could talk to you all day, as you know, because we often talk for hours and not just the, 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 the allotted time. But um, we'll have to leave it there today. Thanks so much for coming in and talking to us. Before I let you go, though, I have fun, frivolous, either or questions that I have to ask you. They are obligatory, I've been told. Um, um, okay, Keith, first thing that comes into your head. Don't overthink it, all right? Oh. <laughs> it's going to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, coffee or tea? Coffee. I knew it. Bath or shower? Shower. Football or soccer? Neither. Right. <laughs> chocolate or chili? <laughs> Sorry? Chocolate or chili? Oh, no, you got me. Um, well, I've got chocolate, but I am parcel to a good chili. My my beautiful partner, she's from Thailand, so I'm I'm you're eating the, addict. Yeah, you're eating the proper <laughs> food. Brilliant. Oh, there is nothing better. I think I think hot sauce with every meal is good, is good in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, beach or mountain? Beach. Green or blue? Green. Odd or even? Odd. Cat or dog? Dog. Book or e-reader? I'm, I'm still booked. I'm old school. Yeah. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's ever said e-reader. I think the book is, really? yeah, the book is still reigning supreme, which is, which is great. Oh, right. Keith, thanks so much. You're in lockdown. So I know you didn't yep. have anything better to do this evening, but still thank you for making the time. to, to, no, to, to no, look, thank you. Thank you, Leo, for having me on. It's been great to talk to you again. And, and I hope we can, we talk very soon and very soon in person. That's um, what I'm really looking forward to. We can share a share a bottle of nice Australian yeah. wine. I'll bring my best. 